Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Liberty and the Law, the podcast series that examines the critical elements of a strong legal defense in criminal cases. Join respected attorney James Dore for this lively discussion on the rights of criminal defendants and the important role defense attorneys play in our legal system. In our ongoing discussions regarding the criminal defense system, we've, we've covered some pretty weighty issues, to be sure. Uh, today, we're going to perhaps pull back a bit and review some less severe violations of the law, but, but really ones which can cause some unwanted impact on your life nonetheless, and ones that, quite frankly, might happen to more of us than some of the other topics that we've talked about. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and, and once again on Liberty and the Law, I look forward to today's conversation with James Dore, an accomplished criminal defense attorney from LaBelle Law. Uh, James serves as a great source of information during our regular get-togethers, and today, we're going to address some basic questions about uh, traffic offenses, particularly those um, which can cause you, at the very least, some aggravation, and in some cases, you know, much more severe legal consequences. So we'll kind of cover it top to bottom here. Good afternoon, James. How are you doing today? Hey, it's great to be back on, Jim. I think we got a, a topic here. It's uh, it's pretty common, a lot more common than say uh-huh. your, you know, a DUI scenario, because more people face, you know, just this your basic simple traffic. Uh, Incidents, so I think uh, I think it's a good topic for us. Yeah, and I think we're gonna, we're going to learn some things here that um, you know there are some ramifications. So let's let's do this when when we um, talk about traffic violations. It's a fairly common thing, as we've mentioned. Now, assuming that there's no element of a DUI involved, that's that's not in it. You just you have to be out driving. You do the wrong thing. You get pulled over. There's no accident. Um, any quick advice as to what a This will be a rare show that we don't discuss DUIs, right? <laughs> well, it comes up too often. But, but uh, in a, in a you know, straight situation here, you get pulled over. Any advice as to what to do when you roll down the window and the officer steps up? Well, I, I think it's it's important to always be polite to the officers. You know, when they when they approach your vehicle, you're dealing with another human being. He may be having a good day, bad day, who knows what else. Just got yelled at by his boss. We don't know. But we we know that you know people judge us by how we treat them. So I think it's important to be polite. Um, I think it's smart to have certain documents ready in your car. You need to have valid insurance. You might as well have that in a spot where you could find it easily and hand it to the officer. And same with the way with your driver's license. You know you're going to be required to hand those documents over. Um, and registration of vehicle too. All right. Um, mm-hmm. Keep those items, those two of those items, handy in your in your glove compartment. Keep your license where you can get to it easily. That way, you don't have to go through the oh, I left my insurance, you know, card at home. I don't have it. You're going to get a ticket for that and have to go to court. So have those documents ready. Have them ready to show the officer and be polite. You know, um, I think if you find that if you argumentative with the officer, you'd be more likely to write a ticket than otherwise. Um, so it's just basic. Uh, you know, human politeness, being being polite to people, yeah. I think, goes a long way. Well, let's um, let's talk about speeding, for, first of all, as, as a violation here. Um, and, and I've never known this, and I'm sure you're going to share with us. When you get stopped for being, uh, you know, over the over the limit in terms of speed, it, does the number of miles per hour over the limit have an impact on the charges, or is speeding just speeding? Uh, speeding used to be just speeding, but uh, it, it's a fairly recent occurrence in, in Illinois that they've criminalized what otherwise was in the past a uh, uh, traffic offense. So um, to answer your question, yeah, at a certain level, and that would be at 26 miles per hour over, you start getting into that territory where you can be charged with a misdemeanor. 
right. And anything below that, because you know, there's always in people's head, well, I'm only ten over ten. Ten's a good number. I'm I'm safe with that. But um, you know, I guess from a from a law perspective, if you're speeding, you got to be prepared to to face the consequences. Right. Um, with the, those other tickets, like I said, it's a, it's a petty offense. It's not necessarily a, a criminal offense. Now, when you get mm-hmm. to 26 miles per hour or higher over, you start getting into the territory where you're charged with a misdemeanor. So um, let's say you're going somewhere between it. Now, it's statutory. It's between 26 and 34 miles per hour over. That's a Class B misdemeanor. And the way is because anything 25 miles per hour or less can be a simple traffic ticket, and anything 35 miles an hour or more over the limit is a Class A misdemeanor. But there's that little section of nine different speeds in between that's a Class B misdemeanor. So um, it's important to keep in mind. Either way, Class yeah. B or Class A, that's a criminal offense. They're punishable by uh, jail time. Um, even though it's not common, it, it does mm-hmm. happen. And it's, need, it's okay. something as a lawyer I need to warn people about because um, convictions on those tickets carry a corresponding criminal conviction that can follow you. So not just jail time okay. we're worried about, but we're also worried about an, a conviction for a misdemeanor event on somebody's permanent criminal record because it's a, and it's a traffic ticket, really. It's a, it's a speeding yeah. ticket. So you know, we want to avoid that. There's a lot of good people out there that are getting criminal offenses based on these things, and it's... Uh, so why we're having a show and talking about it? Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the process. Um, does does any do all or any speeding tickets automatically lead to a court date? And and is is that the the natural outcome of getting stopped, or are there different outcomes? Right. Um, well, most times you can if you have a, a, a clean record and you're eligible for court supervision, the officer will give you an envelope and some instructions along with the ticket. Okay. Um, the with the instructions, you have several. You, know, you have three options basically. You could pay by mail and request court supervision, and pay a fine, a higher fine for court supervision. Um, often, you'd have to do a four or eight-hour traffic school based on that. Uh, depends on the county. Um, if you opt to have a conviction, but you can still pay by mail, it's a lesser fine, but you get hit with a conviction on your record. And a third would be uh, you can opt for a, a hearing. You can opt for a court date. Um, you can demand either a bench trial or a jury trial, and you can demand a hearing on your speeding ticket or whatever else the, the petty offense would be. Um, but I think uh, why I pointed out that no insurance before is if you don't have proof of insurance, you're going to get a mandatory court appearance, even if you just would have had been able to pay by mail otherwise. So it's important to keep okay. the insurance with you to avoid that. And in the case where you pay by mail, you, you take the, the higher fine uh, and, and take the court supervision, Describe to me what that means, court supervision. Does that just mean as long as you don't have another offense in a certain amount of time that everything kind of goes away with, with the paying of the fine? Right. It's a, it's basically a, a common way to refer to it be an earned dismissal of your case. Um, a judge, mm-hmm. would, uh, whatever it had, you're imposed a certain sentence by court, and it can be by mail, but you're obligated to con- complete the terms. Um, so say it's uh, you're on supervision for three months. Well, for the next three months, you can't have any traffic offenses. Otherwise, you can be found in violation and uh, f- have uh, you know, violated the terms of your supervision, and the supervision can be revoked. So um, technically, when you, once you've satisfied the terms of the suspension or the uh, supervision, then your case is dismissed at the end of the period. So um, 
you know, that's why we look at it as a kind of a delayed dismissal of your case, but you have to earn it by complying with the terms of the supervision. So that would be you to know, pay the fine, do your traffic school, stay out of trouble. That's always a big one. Yeah, right, right. Um, we're getting our advice from James Dora, <clears throat> highly experienced criminal defense attorney with Lavelle Law, uh, as always, uh, our guest here on Liberty and the Law. Um, he does a great job each month uh, on the podcast of walking us through details of the legal system and how they uh, relate to various criminal offenses. Uh, he, he's got more than two decades of courtroom experience, and, and you can find out more about his background and his perspective on these things by uh, visiting LavelleLaw.com. Uh, you can catch his bio, articles, past podcasts, and uh, a number of uh, other useful uh, in, bits of information you can find on that website. Um, as, as we kind of go through this, in some cases when we've talked about other offenses, uh, you've, you've shared with us the sort of the concept of aggravating factors, things that can take an offense and, and make it worse in a, in a criminal case. What about speeding tickets? Are there things that, that kind of move that into a higher higher realm of offense if, if they occur while, while you're caught speeding? Um, well, like I said, speed alone can put you in a higher bracket. Um, mm-hmm. Put you into that that misdemeanor territory. Uh, other areas that you got to watch it. Um, construction zones could be a, a major problem if you're caught speeding in a construction zone. Um, there's higher mm-hmm. mandatory fines. Um, there's possible suspensions of licenses depending on if whether if you've done that. Uh, you know, if you've been caught speeding in a construction zone before. So penalties tend to ratchet up with with uh, construction zone violations. Um, you know, school zones. Anything with a school associated with it, be careful because the penalties go up. I don't care if it's a school bus, a school itself, a crossing, anything like that. You have to be very careful about that because anything you're caught doing, like I said, whether it's speeding or maybe passing the school bus, um, you could face possible license suspensions for those offenses as well. Okay. Yeah, that, and that's just because you've got the school zone around the school, but then, as you just mentioned, the bus, which could be a mile from school, but if they've got the, the flasher on or the stop sign out, then that becomes one of those critical mm-hmm. factors. Right, exactly. And if you, if, and it's one of those offenses that, um, by law, a judge cannot grant court supervision. So you'll, be, you'll face a mandatory court appearance, and if you just appear in front of the judge and plead guilty, the judge will impose a conviction, and you'll lose your license for three months. You're facing a three-month license suspension on the first offense. So mm-hmm. that's one of those things. We talked before in several of our podcasts, we come back to the theme of negotiations. You know, you bring in a defense mm-hmm. lawyer, that lawyer can negotiate with the prosecutor and try to come to a, an agreement. Well, this is one of those cases where I think it's important to consider hiring an attorney because the attorney can go and talk to the prosecutor on your behalf, um, present some mitigating evidence because – you know, the, the prosecutor wants to protect the public, and especially mm-hmm. children. So um, that's one of those things. If you, if the prosecutor is going to take a chance and reduce your case, you better give the prosecutor a good reason, such as your client's a responsible member of the community, there was a reason he didn't see the bus, or whatever the case may be. It's, it's something that's important to uh, to carry on those negotiations. And, and uh, another thing we've mentioned in the past, and we're kind of flying through the time here, uh, but... Um, we talked about emergency vehicles. If they're on the side of the road, uh, lights are on. Uh, does that, without warning on, on signs along the roadside, does that impact um, speed conditions for, for those of you who are on the road? Absolutely. That's, that's a slow down and move over if possible. Um, it, that's a, a touchy matter. Um, 
you know, we've seen uh, uh, emergency personnel on the side of the road, state troopers or, or uh, you know, members of the fire department, emergency responders. They get hurt. They get killed on the side of the road. By, and it's one of those things where, you know, it's the speed that, that you know, is blamed. And mm-hmm. um, I think rightfully so that the, that the officers are very protective of, of themselves and others in situations that are similar on the side of the road. So um, that's a that's a definitely be careful, move over, give them plenty of space, and slow down because it's not worth getting stopped for something like that. Uh, the penalties again ratchet up, and it gets more severe. So um, yeah, and, and um, you know this one probably would be a whole separate podcast on its own. But we, we're sort of talking about getting stopped. There's this new piece of the equation now. Where you don't get stopped, but at some point you get a uh, something in the mail that says, "By the way, you know the, the red light camera caught you, and you now have a ticket in hand." Does the process for dealing with those or any of the ramifications differ than if you're actually pulled over by a by a police officer? Is it all pretty much the same process? Well, there can also be speeding tickets issued the same way. So it really comes down to a lot of what what citation you've received. Um, normally, the red light cameras are considered business offenses, and they're fine only. Um, the way I, I deal with the, speed, the red light cameras is, um, well, when they send you the notice, you'll receive a, a, a picture or two of your vehicle at the intersection. It almost always shows the vehicle behind a line, right? People mm-hmm. see that and say, I stopped for the line. It shows right there. The important thing with those, uh, those notices is they contain a, a website address and a link to a video of your car at that intersection. So, you know, before you think about calling the lawyer and say, hey, I, you know, I want to maybe fight this, take the time, take the extra couple minutes to find that video and check it out. Because it may, you know, I, I found that I didn't stop myself at these things when I looked at it. So it's just uh, just part of the research that any lawyer would do in a case. You want to look at the video. So I encourage people to look at that themselves and determine whether or not, you know, you can see a violation. Um, if you don't or you think you have a good defense, then there's also remedies that they will send out with that notice. So you can either appear in person or sometimes they'll allow uh, a challenge by, uh, by mail. You can put your, your uh, case in writing and submit that to the hearing officer. Well, um, I think there's a couple more things we'd love to get to, but we're out of time. And, and one of those, in addition to more conversation about those red light cameras, would be uh, some roadside safety checks that are occurring around the uh, suburban area these days. And that's something maybe we'll tee up for another conversation. I'm going to thank James Dwarf for being with me today and uh, look forward to upcoming podcasts with him. Uh, always a great time to uh, talk to him about some of these uh, different events and factors going on and things in the criminal defense system. Uh, if you'd like to talk to James, 847-705-7555 or lavellelaw.com for all the information you need. Thanks so much for listening.